Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unbalancing Act with your wonderful host, Kate, and me along for the ride. That would be Mike. What? I just I was trying intro. to. I was trying to create a new intro um, because I feel like I always intro. I, I think you should intro the podcast every now and then, too. Uh, we'll see about that. People love hearing your voice, it's much more soothing than mine. Mm-hmm. And you'd be proud <laughs> of us. Kidding. We just did the uh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 were the last couple. I was just waiting for you to actually kind of do a little flip off there, maybe when you finish that. A flip off? Oh, Chris and I will take care of that a bunch throughout the, uh, the episode as well. Um, again, welcome everyone to the Unbalancing Act. For those of you that are just joining us, uh, this podcast is all about saying, screw you, balance. Um, you don't know me. And uh, other uh, likewise sayings. Embracing vulnerability. <laughs> Embracing vulnerability. Uh, personally, professionally. Um, talking about things that sometimes make us feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, but we need to talk about it because the more we talk about it, the, the more comfortable we feel. And uh, by doing so, hopefully, we're able to share some stories that really resonate with all, all of you out there. Um, for those that continue to join us, I know it's not because of me, it's because of our wonderful guests, and that's okay too. Um, feel free to continue to like and share, share, share. And as always, if you know somebody that should be on the podcast that isn't already, um, let us know. Just send us a message. We'd love to uh, to hear from you. Um, but why, why don't we go ahead and get started and, and chat with our guest. He's over there should sitting we, nicely. Should we include him? Well, we can. We can wait a little bit longer. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that they're done listening to you. Are you sure? I mean, I am. These... <laughs> well, that's... And everyone, and then, is and already, asked... everyone is already tuned out. Yep. <laughs> and then you asked whether you're like, I've been up for how many hours at this point? You're like, oh, yeah. I just rolled out of bed. Yeah, no, no, yeah, this is why. Been up for a few hours. We uh, we completed half of a Mario-style gingerbread house, so pretty uh, pretty amped up about uh, what Avin and I did. And Kate, you helped out a little bit, too, so that was nice. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> All right, it was not something that I wanted to do. I was not in the mood this morning to help make a gingerbread house, even though it is Mario, which is awesome. But, yeah, it just wasn't. I would rather just, yeah, no. Mike's comment was, this is a school project, so she should be able to just handle this on her own, right? Well, no, you never wanted to be those parents that helps out. Five now? Yeah, four and a half. Okay. (laughs) Close enough to five. That's that's about the age when they need to start doing things on their own. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Absolutely. He's like, get a job. (laughs) That would be very helpful. That would be great. No, but you go to... We will go some people will have completely done it. When you have kids, if ever, or when you find the kid, when the kids find you that you have had... Yeah. (laughs) And you have to do these uh, these projects. Um, yes, you will go into school. And again, she's not in kindergarten yet. This is mm-hmm. still uh, uh, daycare, preschool. preschool. Um, that uh, you know which projects the parents helped out with versus okay. the kids. And I am very much of the belief, mainly out of my laziness, that I, I think she should do she should do the work. It's and not it, really a competition for the kids. It's a competition for the parents to all look at each other's projects and go, yeah. That's my kid. It is, <laughs> and, and I and I, I hate that. I laugh because I just I'm like, no, that's that's ridiculous. That's the kind of stuff I, I make fun of those parents. Well, Evan's like the goal today is she's like we probably won't have enough time to make the winner, but I don't want to be the lame one. <laughs> so she's like, that's true, <laughs> and we won't. Up. It's a it's a beautiful castle. She's still got a little more work to do, but uh, I think she'll and get it done. I'm proud. It's a Mario theme. It is. It's like a Mario castle. And I heard with she's Mario and Toad. To my little pony to it. 
Oh, maybe with a little knife. So they got like a remix or what do like um what do they call those mergers or crossover yeah. events? Is Luigi living in the basement too? <laughs> he just hasn't quite found a job. Yeah, Get that's out. true. Yeah, yeah. Still Luigi's stuck always in the skulking in the corner yeah. awkwardly, <laughs> trying to hit on Toadstool <laughs> on Princess Peach. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 always behind the scenes. Yeah, so this episode's all about Mario <laughs> and his awkward relationship with Luigi, and Luigi being a stalker. We'll go from there. All right, so maybe should you introduce the guest? <laughs> I think we're I doing mean, we're fine. Almost a solid five minutes in. Well, I think we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, fine. Okay, right, we'll do it just for you, Kate. <laughs> uh, so we do have a a, a great guest. I, I will say this, yeah. Chris, you are yeah. not the first Global Brew bartender that has been on this podcast, but apparently we're developing a theme of places that I go and indulge in a beverage every now and then where, where do I'm you getting, go besides getting globally to i don't really you go to gilroy's when you're meeting yeah. somebody halfway downtown that's true i just had a bartender on didn't you didn't you just have the other chris on um uh, chris is from he works at american, oh, yeah. american standard or not the central standard oh yeah chris jewel yeah yes 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 this is like, a recurring yeah, theme chris jewel is a good friend yeah. of mine. this is a recurring theme of yeah. you know, just having bartenders this, on your yeah podcast. i think it is this is yeah. probably our third or fourth bartender. Well, I wonder why Mike doesn't <laughs> miss my time. he says he has lots of meetings but we were yeah. just discussing this off air that yes we the meetings over a beer or two are great they could end up being more creative for me meeting with somebody new as far as a a prospect goes um, I think it's it's a lot more comfortable. It's a lot more relaxed than having to sit in an office. It's maybe a little less intimidating. You know, you have a couple beers, get to know the person. Uh, it's great. And then when we're having reviews and whatnot, I know who likes uh, who likes a good beverage, and it's fun to get out of the office. It'd be it'd be boring if that's all you were stuck mm-hmm. in the office. You know, if you if you were CEO of a company and were just working so much and wah, stuck wah, in an wah, office, wah. And, you know, something wink wink, Kate. Oh my god. Alright. Anywho, for the third time, we will try to introduce our guest. Uh, his name is Chris Backstrom. And Chris, why don't we go ahead and just start out, um, other than other than you being a bartender, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, well, where do you work? What do you do? What do you yes, like? Turns well, on, turn off? I First of all, I'd like to say thank you for inviting me to uh, what I believe is called, what, yakking with Benaziacs? Yeah. Yes. All right. Where we take out our marital yeah. <laughs> disputes. <laughs> Out in public, <laughs> it's a way for Kate to vent. Yes. Anyway, when I when I said that should be the name of the podcast, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back uh, talk with the Bono socks. <laughs> Love it. Oh, oh. Gosh. just what you need. Just what you need. All right. So let him introduce yeah. himself. <laughs> I'm the one that's actually signed. Uh, yes, my name is Chris Backstrom. I am a uh, bartender at Global Brew. I also, uh, as a side job. Uh, assist my friends at their restaurant, which is Gastrogram in Waukee as well. I also, as the bartender, um, I've been doing uh, bartending or serving restaurant jobs uh, since I was in my early 20s. Uh, I'm now uh, 37, um, but I've been basically mostly at Cheesecake Factory, just not too far from where we're currently sitting. Worked there for actually uh, over 12 years um, and have been working at Global Brew uh, in about two years since it opened and helping out at Gastro for about a year now since it opened as well. So it's been pretty much staying with those kind of jobs. I and mean, if you go back to all the way back before Cheesecake, 
you find me a, a 22 year old who's going to DMAC and working as a lifeguard in the summer. So that's pretty much oh, exactly what it, what I've been doing for all this time. So uh, I've gotten to, baby Baywatch. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, and I've gotten to know Mike, uh, as, as you've kind of gathered from all these podcasts, he <laughs> invites people he knows from the bar. Um, yep. That's a, that's a new title for yeah. people I've met at the bar. Yes. And uh, he uh, he came to me and asked me to be a guest. And I said, I, I don't know what you would want to talk to me about. Um, and I said, first of all, there's two things I don't like to do. Talk about myself and get up before noon. So I've done both of the, I'm going to do both of those right now. Yep. Um, Welcome to the Imbalancing yes. Act, yeah. bitch. <laughs> That's what yeah. it's all about. Me helping make people feel as sh- uncomfortable as possible. I'll go into a little more. Uh, I've lived in uh, the West Des Moines area pretty much most of my adult life. I grew up in just uh, Windsor Heights. Um, attended school at Dowling, though I am not Catholic. There is a story behind that. Uh, most of my family is Catholic, but I was not. Um, and people always ask me, why did you go to Dowling then? Because it was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. why. Yeah, that makes it was sense. Right. It was like 75% geography, 25% family history because all males on my mother's side had gone to Dowling. Yeah, yeah. So actually, like, had I stayed in the public school system, I would have gone to Hoover yeah. or something. like. Um, so I have, like, been in the area pretty much my entire life. Uh, a little snippet of time in Florida. Otherwise, I've been in this area for quite a while. Where in Florida? Uh, Daytona Beach. Okay. That was, that. oh, going back a ways. Yeah. Uh, 22-year-old me wanted to be adventurous, go out into the world, go see a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. And the part of the country I saw was Daytona Beach, Florida, which made me run <laughs> back to Iowa as fast as I could. Yeah. Yeah, it Florida's sounds, got some crazy down there. It sounds better than it really is. Yeah, because yeah. it's got beach in it. Yeah. Just because you're in Florida <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your favorite cheesecake at the factory? One that has been discontinued. It was the Dutch apple. I like. Uh, I am an old-fashioned American who yeah. loves apple pie. And they actually, they're constantly changing. Yeah. Uh, Cheesecake is a very, very corporate restaurant to the point where I'm actually afraid to talk about them right now. They might have someone knock on the door within five minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CIA level. Um, they are, uh, they're constantly changing the menu. And actually, I think right before I left there a year ago, uh, they were actually taking that one off the menu. Okay. They're constantly making changes. They do yeah. uh, things across the board. So as a restaurant, there's over 200 of them across the country. And every decision made affects every single restaurant. Okay. It's very corporate. So, yeah. Um, so if something's doing very well in Des Moines, let's say a dish or a cheesecake, when maybe isn't doing well in another market, they'll mm-hmm. just go ahead and cut it out anyway, which is why sometimes you'll show up and find out they're taking the third most popular item off the menu. Oh, okay. Um, because it's popular it. here. Yeah. We could do an entire podcast on what it's like to work for an extremely corporate restaurant <laughs> or a very corporate. All right. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, say new ideas. Well, we're yeah. super corporate people, so no. I'm just yeah, kidding. very yeah. much so. Yeah. And it's been refreshing to work for two uh, businesses. Obviously, I'm, I'm helping my friends at their restaurant, which has been great. Um, they're good friends of mine. Uh, Sean Andrew Gleason, please come visit them at Gastro Grove. They're great people. And then to work at Global Brew, which has been a great uh uh, a new job to have in these last two years working for good people meeting good customers and and mike yep um 
and having an opportunity to just do a little something else because I was kind of stuck in a rut there where I would not like I didn't want to be at cheesecake that long. Yeah, but it was paying the bills and it gave me yeah it was routine the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get into a comfort zone. Yeah, almost too. Uh, but complacent yeah uh, about what's going on and you just get I don't know if you get lazy or you get scared about trying to do something else yeah um, uh, but you just kind of get and so then like you've been there three years and I'm like oh everything's going okay and then it's been six then it's been mm-hmm. eight and people are starting to look at you I'm like don't you want to do something else with your life or I'm like well like, what's the problem I'm like, I think about it well yeah I do but then this job gives me you know I get to sleep in and Sometimes I get nights off, and yeah. it's really easy to get a night off, yeah. and uh, the yeah. pay is not bad actually mm-hmm. for, for being a single guy. Um, so then, you, like I said, you go along, along, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, I'm 35. I've been doing this a long time." Yeah, um, it's tough. It's scary. We've talked a lot about complacency and getting into routines on the podcast, and even my job change over the last uh, the last couple years. I mean, you know, even if you're doing the same thing, you know, what, what you're going to be doing with a new job, change is tough. It's scary as shit. I mean, it, so you get that. You get in a routine. There was a lot of things that you like, but you realize, I do want something different, but what happens if I give up this, this, and this, this yeah, consistency, yes. this, this, uh, you know, comfort zone um, in order to do so, something could get screwed up and you end up screwing yourself over, you know? And that's something I think that happens even more in your 30s when you're like, yeah. okay, well, I do know. I've worked too. other yeah. places. Yeah. Like, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to give up the comforts that I like? Are they as bad as what I don't like? Yeah. You get, uh, it's, when you work at like a service industry job like that, where you're working no earlier than 11 and you're sometimes working late nights, obviously, you get to the zone of like I get to live like I'm 20, mm-hmm. even though I'm now in my early 30s, now mid 30s. Like I get to do, I can sleep in, yeah. I can yeah. stay up all night, yeah. I can uh, do all the things. Yeah, it, it's just it's, yeah. you feel this feeling of comfort. Like I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m., get the kids to school, uh, do everything like so that early. Yeah. Right now. He's like, <laughs> oh, and I, yeah. No, and that's why if you, yeah. you don't hear me talking as much. It's just my He's eyes just have rolled back. My eyes yeah. have rolled back into my head. I bet head you don't I... have people that have yeah. clutter at your house other than your own, right? Yeah, exactly. Mike's dream. Yeah. <laughs> this is so. This is where the part where you're going to listen to this podcast and like, why did he have like the hosts are just going to be rolling their eyes back in their head as I talk about how great life is when uh, you're you're by yourself without uh, too no, much no. responsibility. Talk, yeah. talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's this little dream bubble that is just yeah, in that's my right. head. Yeah. It's not yeah. the normal unicorn either. Yeah. It's something different this time. It's weird. Uh, well, and the other, the funny thing that you mentioned, so I, I did say, hey, we're looking for interesting people, good people, and I've gotten to know the staff over there at Global One. They are truly... Um, some amazing people, including yourself, Chris, over there. And you guys always take care of people. Um, you've always taken care of me. And it's fun to not only um, be a customer, but also team up and do the MC for the trivia nights o- over there as well. But in doing so, you, you get to know people. And like, everyone has a story. Everyone has something to tell. So when I brought it up with you, and you mentioned it again earlier, you said... Uh, the two things you said, all right, think about what you want to be vulnerable. Think about what maybe you, you need improvement on in your life. And it wasn't necessarily living alone, 
um, and no clutter. <laughs> he didn't bring that up because uh, that sounds very nice. Um, but he did bring up, he said, I'm, I'm terrible at two things, relationships and money. And so I feel like Agreed. that yeah. is kind of the topic. And, and I want to go, I'm going to kind of skew us more towards, I think money will get brought into the conversation, but I'm going to kind of push us towards the relationship side. Because when I look back on the podcast, we had one other gentleman come on right at the beginning, very beginning. It was probably one of the first two or three podcasts that we did and talk about relationships. But his perspective was, I think, a little bit different than what yours is going to be. And also your jobs are different and background is different. And the way this. you meet people. Yes, and the way you meet people. And so that's where I'm going to kind of push us today is is talking about um, uh, uh, the life of someone in the service industry. And I think by doing so, we'll be able to talk about relationships, talk about money. But that's pretty much all you've known. Yes. Um, what yeah. What do you enjoy about it? Because even when you were at Cheesecake Factory, you were at Cheesecake Factory yeah. for 12 years, which I got to imagine, I don't know what their turnover is like, but I, I assume across the industry, turnover is pretty high for the, yes. uh, for the service industry. Um, what, other than comfort, like what kept you there? What did you like about that? And then even when you said, I'm going to change out of Cheesecake Factory – and stuck with the service industry. Like, what is it about it that you enjoy so much? Well, I will backtrack a little bit just to tell yeah. you how I fell into it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, when and this is the you know this is the crying part. Um, I was supposed to cry during this, right? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, is, I, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go get the be, Kleenex. Yeah, I figured this bad. was gonna be Usually like a Barbara Walters <laughs> thing, and just how long. Into uh, it, it tends I could to start. go more Maury than Barbara oh, Walters. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Or oh Jerry. Yeah. It's a little more inappropriate than a, yeah. than a Barbara Walters. So uh, when I was uh, growing up uh, a teenager, um, uh, senior year of high school, I had the idea that I wanted to be a fireman. And that's okay. what I wanted to be. So my senior year of high school, knowing that I'm not going to go to Iowa, Iowa State, and out of college, I kind of made that decision. I'm like, that's just not for me. Also, my grades weren't the greatest. I was really good about getting a C minus in everything towards the end there. Mm-hmm. You know, consistent because I wasn't below average, just a little below average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's weird. Um, so I decided to uh, take the fire science program at DMAC Ankeny at the time. Okay. Um, and dating myself, the West Campus hadn't opened yet. It opened right at the end of my degree, so I started right. taking some classes there on my very last semester. Yeah. Um, but that's what I wanted to do. Um, it was a lot of fun to go up to those classes, which were full of actual actual firemen uh, that were taking it oh. and at that time. And I'm not sure if it's still the case, but the firemen were reimbursed for taking those classes. And then it also helped them get paid more, helped oh, okay. them okay. get promoted. Yeah, um, it, it was a lot of fun. So there was seven fire classes and then everything else would be your common electives, like your writing, your English mm-hmm. classes, math class, science class that you took. Yeah. It was just an associate's degree. At DMAC, and I believe they still have that program. I just think everything was the Ankeny campus only. Anyway, so that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I was taking those classes uh, right out of high school. I had a job. Uh, I had some seasonal jobs. Went on a golf course, and then I was like a, like a lifeguard in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going through. I'm about halfway through that program. I end up getting a sports injury in my knee, which was pretty severe. Um, uh, tore all the ligaments and everything all like that oh, um, so i had what'd to do you, some what'd you do, do you it was uh i was actually playing basketball which is which is hilarious because you know i'm just a short little white guy i'm just like yeah no, no, no. Like looking yeah in yeah Except exactly better looking i had been there. swim team in high school so playing basketball but i just loved i loved doing it because i thought i didn't look like a basketball player so i wanted i just loved at that time younger me just like being in and over his head yeah 
Um, <laughs> now, as an older adult, I don't like to be challenged at anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no. Just keep it the way. It yeah, is. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I got it, and I got a little better from that. And then it happened again, where I needed to be. Uh, they had to operating on my knees again. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, uh, what that did was kind of make me uh, left me in a state where I was I was pretty healthy, but I my knees were were unfortunately shit. Yeah, and they're, yeah. They we're going to be for a long time. Yeah, forever. So it came to the point where I, I'm probably not going to be able to do this like I wanted to, which was to the take the classes. Stuff, yeah. yeah. What when I wanted to come out of DMAC at age 21, 22, because uh, of course I went part time, so it's a two year school. It takes you three and a half years. I want to come out there and I'm like, hey, I'm ready to be a fireman. I've completed my degree and I'm ready to do this, and that ended up not happening. So mm-hmm. I need. You know, at this point, I'm 22, living with my parents, need to do something. So I went down. At that time, I went down to Florida for a few months. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to get, it'll be, uh, in Des Moines at that time, you can, it was pretty easy to find a job. And it kind of still is. It's just the way, the city's usually got a pretty good job market. Yeah. Um, I go down there and they don't have, I mean, I'm literally, I'm applying everywhere. At that time, I wanted to be like a, a bartender mm-hmm. or, and like that. And I couldn't find anything. Um, and I'm literally applying it like ice cream shops and being turned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this is not what I had. Yeah. 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 Not this what is, I was expecting. Yeah. 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 So, uh, came back to Iowa, um, need to need money. So I got a job, a, a restaurant job, uh, a place in the long Colton steakhouse, which I believe. Yeah. You, That's where we you, you have Oh yeah. This is a, this is you a connection there. there. Yeah. 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 Me no, and Mike no, have a no. connection. Then that, it wasn't. The steakhouse, right? It had turned into the steakhouse yeah, by the time you yeah. worked there. Yeah, it, it, so right it before after that. The so right, yeah, so right it was literally that. you yeah. worked there right after. Yeah, we left. you literally. I literally walked in the door to apply the day that you walked. Yes, there. Because, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, this was a connection that I forgot to yeah. tell you that we had. That uh, that yeah, they they because it, it was just Colton's at that point. Not yeah. J.B. Colton Steakhouse. So you were there. It was like the Texas Roadhouse style. Yeah. So were you there past when they had all the high school kids trying to seat people that weren't really supposed to be working and crying at the front? <laughs> yeah, when we left, they yeah. had a managerial issue. Um, Apparently somebody taking money. They were doing wrong. Th- well, that was that was one of their senior VPs of the entire company was embezzling money. But the managers there, yeah, they were allowing underage yeah. <laughs> hostesses yeah. to work and, and some of these. So we, we, it was like half the staff walked out one Friday yeah. afternoon or Thursday afternoon or something along those lines. That's when we left. But we, we had been there for months after it opened and then it changed to this. So you probably came in yeah, right, a couple I think months I started after we in 2004, if I remember right. I think I back know. to that. Yeah, we, we, never... were 2000, we were probably the summer of, it had been 2003. Yeah, so, so right after that. Very much right after. And then actually, uh, after I worked there a while, all the entire staff basically left again. But <laughs> yeah. this time they all went to Cheesecake. Like, so when oh, I, when oh, I, oh, okay. So the reason why I went there is because there was literally 12 people there. Yeah. Um, so I just got started working there. At that time, I just got uh, my first... Uh, home away from uh, my parents uh, me and three friends rented a town home yeah uh right there on 50th and west des moines um and then it was a good job it was paying well um and i continued to over the years kind of move around a lot different friends different usually with a town home or an apart or uh, one time an apartment usually even uh renting houses is mm-hmm. actually what we started doing yeah uh even in the area that kind of where you live right now i actually was able to rent a house for several years yeah um and just kind of going along along with that and it's like I always thought about uh, doing the firefighting it was still in the back of my mind I was mm-hmm. like well I need to pay bills in the meantime you know I, the, 
the, the car that had been handed down to me from my parents was mm-hmm. now a piece of junk. I needed to afford a new car. I needed yeah. to do this. At the time, you know, we're talking about mid 2000s. You know, you're still on your parents' cell phone plan. You need to branch yeah. out yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Now you've got, you know, you've got company health insurance, but um, then this comes along, this comes along, whatever. So, I, like I said, I don't want to deviate from, I, I'm fine right now. Yeah. Having this lifestyle allows me time to hang out with friends and go out and drinking all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself. Yeah. You sleep in, you know. Yeah. What are the consequences? What was it about firefighting? Like, why? What, what's the I drive just, there? It's just something really about that. It just it seemed like a, a, a good stable manly job it's mm-hmm. just what i wanted just like when you're a teenager you see maybe you want to be a pilot or a teacher something the like, cool the bad yeah, it's been job, yeah you know it's now it's been long enough now that i don't remember exactly what about yeah. it i think the i used to uh hear from the other firemen that like the hours they work they'd be like they work for 24 hours straight mm-hmm. but then they have 48 hours off yeah. a lot of them would do side things mm-hmm. so i'm like what a great like what a yeah. great thing to do to be able to do your job Two full days a week and have like four days off. Yeah, three or three days. Or do whatever you want with those four days. Yeah, something about it. Um, and I I actually really wanted to be uh, when I was uh, like eighteen, nineteen. I wanted to be the guy in California doing what their firefighters are doing right now, battling the outdoor fires. Yeah, like jumping out of the plane. Wouldn't that just doesn't that sound just really cool? Yeah, yeah. I'd be terrified. I'd be horrible at it. But yes, it sounds bad. I was, I was, I was ready for it. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get myself. You know, I'm gonna get myself in good physical shape. And I'm really going to go for this. Um, so when it got derailed, then I just kind of let things be derailed to yeah. the point where, like, here it is, like, many, many years later. <laughs> and you're like, and yeah. I haven't gone back to, uh, as I tell people, I still haven't accepted what happened to me when I was 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. So this is was still happening. And I'll get back to it at a later time. Mm-hmm. So then actually when I was 27... I started to get in really good shape again, and I started playing basketball again. Yeah. And I blew out my knee again. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Yay, third time. And that one was a little worse because that one took me a long time to recover from. Yeah. And when you're in the service industry, and and had I had work insurance at the time, uh, I couldn't take time off. I mean, we're talking, I have to be on my feet. The first time I'd had that knee surgery, I had... at that time, I wasn't working on my feet, uh, and I could just recover at home with my parents, you know, bringing mm-hmm. me food. I'm like, this one's a little different. I had to get back up as soon as I can. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I worked my first shift like three weeks after I had my knee completely repaired, oh, which was about two to three weeks sooner than I should have. And as a result, I didn't heal right. And for an entire year, actually, I basically hobbled. Yeah. Yeah. Which in the, in a fast paced restaurant makes your coworkers not appreciate you. Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. basically the old man in the left lane just <laughs> with get the you blinker one of those on scooter things yeah. or whatever with yeah. the knee up. I'm like, you know, please walk fast. Coming through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have people like go up to me and go, I really like you as a person, Chris, but I can't stand to walk behind you. <laughs> you, you seem to not have a care in the world. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, like I can't walk right. Please help. Me. But I said you didn't. You fall into the complacency, and then I let it happen for a very long time, and um, and then finally, like I said a couple years ago, I decided to start making some changes. I'm like, hey, you know, I really can. After all this experience of working there so long, I really can do something else. And I, yeah. like I said, I found out about the, the global brew job, which at the time and still is a block from my home. Yeah. When I found out a craft beer bar was opening a block from my home, I just said, hallelujah. 
<laughs> I will sign from the gods. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of, yeah, I always take it that everything happens for a reason. I thought this was a good sign that I mm-hmm. should probably try to do something else. And I said, it'll be easy fit. And I said, you're not moving away from what you've been doing, but it's going to be a different atmosphere. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I worked with in the restaurant industry have second jobs, have multiple kids, have reasons they need to work as much as they do. I mean, a lot of people uh, at Cheesecake worked at Wells Fargo. Yeah. It's like nine to five. Um, a lot of people would leave Cheesecake to go work at Wells Fargo and or some of them would cut their hours and work both or they would go to Wells Fargo and come back. There was this kind mm-hmm. of seesaw. I saw mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. But a lot of people told me, you need to go work at Wells Fargo. You should go work at Wells Fargo. I'm like, I would look at them like, well, you work at Wells Fargo and you work here. Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously Wells Fargo isn't enough that you can't still yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so i'm like and i understand it's for it could be for insurance it could be yeah. for yeah. it's kind of a stability of working for a big corporation so i've never i cannot see myself working at wells fargo working for principal working for um a big company like that yeah. cubicle a nine to five i've been doing this for so long on this kind of schedule that i've been on yeah i think it would be very jarring to my to my body, yeah. <laughs> my mind <laughs> and health to long. suddenly just make this huge shift. Right. I've been a night hawk since I was in high school. When I was in high school, I worked a job to like on the weekends from like 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. And I've been kind of this. And so most, when you think of successful people that you know, what do you think about? They, they, they get up early on Monday and they go for a run and they go... <laughs> Maybe get yeah, the, kids us, yeah, no, no, get no, the kids to school. Get the kids to school. They hit the ground running at 9 a.m. They work a good day. They get off at 5. They come home. They have dinner with the family. Enjoy some time. Go to bed at 9 or 10 like that. Like It's the typical American life. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me tell I you live that. Living the yeah. dream. Well, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> what do you think there is? It's that whole thing about why does that have to be your dream, though? I don't yeah. know. I mean, because yeah. I think well, you're happy with what you yeah, do. You're, you're good at what you do. I'm okay. <laughs> All right, you're you're, yeah. you're, I will say slightly above average in this. What? You're Same. not a C minus. You're, you. you're a, a C plus. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say kidding. C plus. Oh yeah, oh, okay. C plus. I got some of those too. Actually, yeah, that's what I got in gym. So. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have fun. You're great with people. Um, you know, you enjoy what you do. So I think is that what you're? Is that yeah, what you're that's doing? what I was saying. Yeah, it doesn't well, have to be a normal. But I think it's funny because people do define that as you. You need to go get a grown up job, or you know, like whatever. Yeah. And people don't realize that there's so many people in the service industry that actually make actually a lot more money <laughs> yeah. than people money. that are working yeah. nine to five jobs, and that that's just a huge piece of it out there. And do Do you find that people? I mean, do you find that people judge you for that ever? Like. The, uh, oh, you're you're a bartender, so it's like uh, right off the bat. Uh, oh, oh, okay, I used to. Okay. You I used to. A, think, you don't have a normal job. What, what? I used to think they did. Yeah. Okay. I think the more that I run into people that you used to go to high school with, or people you know from, and you tell them what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't seem that bad, actually. Yeah. Like, I think I'd be more proud of saying what I do now, like at the high, at my high school reunion, which would yeah. actually there would be one next year if anyone wants to, if in our class actually goes around to planning that. I've never been to yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see, first of all, I see all the a lot of people I graduate with, so it's no it's no secret yeah. mm-hmm. what I'm right. doing. But I, I I I think it's more about the confidence. When I see people from high school and I'm like I'm not I don't act like embarrassed that I'm doing that I'm yeah. serving them their beer. I uh, just exude some confidence. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a good time. This is a good life. Yeah, yeah. kicking ass. Yeah, and I'm like, and I, I'd rather say I'm doing this, and I say, hey, I'm just an employee. 
9,000 of the yeah. Wells Fargo uh, campus up here. I, I, I'm not, and I'm dishing on Wells Fargo a lot. I have a lot of good friends at Wells Fargo. So yeah, no, and not for any reason, yes. but other than that, yeah. yes. you yeah, don't see yourself in, in a traditional corporate 95 yes. or, you know, 8 to 5 gig, and that's that's fine. You know, a lot yeah. of people, that works for them because that's consistent. That's what they, they like, but that's that's not you. That's not who you are. Yeah. So working, though, a job like this, how does that integrate in with, you know, how you can go out with friends, how you date, how you yeah. whatever? Yeah, because I mean, you're working. Yes. Prime time. I'm working during, during dating hours, I'm during working friend during, hours. Yeah, during you're d- working during the hours that that's the that's unfortunately I said during the time when you would normally be able to go on dinner dates. Yeah. Or to the movie with people. Um those are the times that you're working. Yeah. And so a lot of people in the service industry are good about a lot of them get started in the service industry, they already have like a family established actually. I'd say there's a lot if if you get into uh, the service, and you find a lot of, of single parents of, of people needing to work multiple jobs mm-hmm. to help the kid out, kids out, and it's a good second job to do that. And so they kind of already have that established. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, when you start off single and you're working now five, six nights a week, and you're trying to find time to see someone, uh, what I chose to do was uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Yeah. So, so simple. Yeah. Uh, and there's the answer. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like what Mike. This has been a this has been a great podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for being on. Yeah. There's your uh, there's your silver bullet. Yeah. Instead of finding time to go dating or to to really pursue people, I of course am like just sat back here and I'm like I'll wait for them to come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Find somebody that walks in a global and, and is just sitting there all alone. Yeah, exactly. Man, I could really use a bartender right yeah. now. Yeah, and not like that, but like you know, as it like, turns oh. out. You know, when your parents told you as a kid, if you don't put any effort in anything, it will it will never happen. Yeah. Well, that actually applies too. To if you just sit there <laughs> doing nothing, yeah. not trying to go out there, not trying to meet people, not putting yourself maybe on online dating, which is now uh, something I still haven't done. Uh, turns Can I out your you tinder? stay single actually yeah. if you put no effort into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would say I I know you've had a podcast about dating and what it's like to date. From my perspective, you're getting someone who didn't try. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, because yeah. the last one that we had, it was the opposite. They had tried a hundred, you know, hundred yeah. first dates and had criteria and everything like that. So yeah. it's a very much a different. So we opinion. had a total plan, whereas your plan is to do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how did that work out? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a high school girlfriend per se. Yeah. I should say also when I was in, younger in high school, I did battle uh, a little with social anxiety. I don't like. I didn't like to go out. I didn't like to be around people. Looks like Kate. Um, yeah, and now I, you're a bartender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's the, here's the here's the the twist to everything in my working in the service industry. I actually don't like people that much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but sometimes you have to just and then necessarily I'm like I don't show skip. that. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have to show up to work every day and go like I I hate people and I'm tired. Which actually, if after uh, on a long night, you actually will see me muttering to myself. That's okay. <laughs> I think I've heard yeah. you muttering. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of muttering. The yeah. lower I'm talking, the more grumpy. I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's when I've been doing a job a long time, and I feel like I'm like I don't actually maybe not the best people person. I can I like in, engaging with people and talk to them, seeing people I know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you get irritated with most people. Yeah. But it's about how you internalize it. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. it's a very unique perspective. I hope my boss is listening to me talking to me about how I just don't like people. 
Hi, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, and, but we did have another chat about with uh, Mike Laval about service industry and how you know he's learned you know what he likes and what works well with him. But the idea that you're you're putting on a show for people um, every single night. I mean, that's what your job is. No matter what life, yeah. life, no matter what is going on in your life, you're putting on a show because that's the way you make money now. Is yeah. you know off tips and so. You, you still got to put it on. You can mutter underneath your breath on this and that on the way yeah. back to get a drain or whatever. There, if you got a shitty customer or something, yeah. but the fact is, you've got to put on that show. So that Work. puts you in a very different uh, environment for someone that does have social anxiety yeah. to put yourself in. Yeah, I, I think one of the things I'm most proud about myself. Cheers. Um, was that I when I was in my early twenties, I got uh, I got a little bit of help, and I said I didn't go to like a therapist. I just went to a counselor and talked about it. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, I'm having struggling with anxiety. I don't like hanging around people. Like, it's not so much like there's a, there's there's where like I just want to stay home and play video games. It's like I don't really want to stay home and play video games or watch TV. It's just that I don't really I feel an anxiety about going out and being around a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to do that. And I'm much safer yeah. just being uh-huh. at home. Um, but yeah, I said I. When you work at like a corporate restaurant like Cheesecake, you are completely putting on almost like you're almost like an actor. Mm-hmm. You're playing the role of someone who cares a lot more yeah. <laughs> yeah. about you than you really are. I'm like, and you have to. You're yeah. expected really to excited about well, that yeah. appetizer that mm-hmm. you guys are trying to get points for selling. Yeah, that exactly. Well, I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any secret. It's not like a dark side of the service industry, but you know. It, what is it? Uh, the old term, you know, the, the stripper doesn't really love you, you know, yeah. but the stripper's oh doing God, a I job. Use that <laughs> term a lot. No, you use it. I hear you well, use it all the time. Well, but the, yeah, you, you can't think the stripper loves. It. It's the same with the server. They're gonna be nice because they want a, a good t- and and that's what it should be. It's their that's your job. You, you know, make a good presentation to make sure we have a good experience. I mean, the hell, that's all of our jobs yeah. when we're dealing with clientele. You know, that doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, fall in love with you or that at the end of the day, a job's a job. And we do care. You do. Yeah. I know yeah. you give a shit, I'd, but sometimes yeah. it's tougher to give a shit than others. Like yeah, sometimes exactly. you're just having a bad day, but you still got to put on the face yeah. well, no matter what we do client face. Yeah. And I would say one of the things, because I'm a little bit like you are too with people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, and I love what I do and I love my clients and stuff, but sometimes I travel with them and sometimes for 10 days at a time. And so yeah. he knows now when I come home, I'm off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, when he's like, you want to go out? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just need a minute and whatever. And it's not that you're angry or whatever. It's just, it's exhausting sometimes to come home and be like, yeah, yeah I've been Well, and isn't that, some, isn't that some of what social anxiety is? is it's just, it's, yeah. it can be stressful, but it can be exhausting as well. So when you have those experiences with people after yeah. the end of a shift, like I just I'm gonna go home. It's gonna be me. They're gonna do my thing, and it's just I'm tired. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're exhausted exactly. from it. And so when you, I mean, I've made so many friends over the years. I can have. Uh, uh, it's not that I don't want to be with friends. Like yeah. I was, like remember when yeah. I was 18, 19, I'm like I would uh, call at that time. This is like. Yes, free cell, cell phones. Yes. So you're calling your friend's parents' house. Oh, I just I just had a discussion. Same with thing with girl, about this. Same thing <laughs> with dating, by the way, too. When you had the call, yes. Remember, let's. Like, you, and your you parents are like, yeah. on the phone." I just want people to remember there used to be a time. Yeah, well, that we had to figure call, out what you're doing. We had Friday to call your, yeah. your that girl that you like's landline and have their dad <laughs> yep. answer. 
Yeah. Yeah. We were just saying that because somebody. What are you doing for? You had to sit by the phone and wait to figure out what's exactly. going on that night. Yeah. These kids well, these days are spoiled. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I know because this mom was just like, "Well, you shouldn't be asking your kid who they're talking to because you know that gives them a certain amount of time." I'm like, "Oh my god, I wish that would have been a thing when I was younger." To do what? Like because because kids have their own cell phones and everything, so it's you know. This mom was like, when ask? is it appropriate to ask your kid who it is that they're talking to? Or Every effing time. What I, the hell? I feel like I'm going to be a little old school and be like, dude, I pay for the bill. Yeah. <laughs> like, I better be able to look up those damn phone records and know exactly who you're, you're talking totally to. You're totally going to be a stalker. Anyway, yeah, we don't call totally we don't call them stalkers. We call them yes, uh, parenting. Uh, parenting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, being a good parent, knowing where your kids are, what they're doing, mess. who they're associating with. Yeah. All right. So what is so what has that done for you for, for dating? So not yeah. only some social anxiety, but yeah. the fact that you there's dinner dates. So trying to go out yeah. and slay over coffee in the morning, that's probably <laughs> exactly. not the same. No, no. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've, how has that worked? For I you? just made. As the years go by, I found myself I hadn't I wasn't dating anyone in my early twenties, and I got to mid twenties, and I just wasn't. You go, you hang out with people, you try and meet them, it never really uh, goes anywhere. And they like, hey, and they'd be like, hey, I'm available Tuesday night. Now I got to work. Yeah. Oh, what about Wednesday? Uh, that day too. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard, and you're like, you're like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I'm doing something else where I have time to be able to be out and dating and uh, mm-hmm. like I, said, I never kind of I'd be like nah, I'm pretty com- again complacency I want to stay what I'm doing I don't want to mess with my schedule too much yeah. and so again just like working at, at the job for a while you like years and years go by and realize oh my gosh uh, I'm now in my late 20s I haven't had a girlfriend for years uh, I don't know what people think of me mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. what's going on with him yeah, yeah like uh, so I actually did um Finally, and this is what happened. You'll find in the service industry a lot. We all date each other, and eventually, I did end up dating a coworker for three years, actually, um, until I was 32. Um, and uh, when that was over, it was a good thing, actually. Actually, so when you have, a, <laughs> so when you we haven't been in a relationship a long time, and you get one, um, it, I mean, it was fine. But when it was over, I look back on things and I'm like, oh. I saw a lot mm-hmm. of red flags, yeah. and I just put my arm out and pushed those red flags down and said, I'll deal with you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny At least how I'm happy works. now. I'm yeah. with someone. This is yeah. going to be fun. That's uh, what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. right? That's it's one of those things where like, when it was over, you just like take your hands like this and go, all right, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm like, no, there's no like trying to win them back no late night phone calls about how i miss you yeah no (laughs) facebook messages and i'm like i think the best breakups were the two of you look at each other and go i hate you yeah Yeah. never contact me again feelings mutual and we'll hopefully never see each other again yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'm waiting for kate to tell me that (laughs) every damn day so Uh, i actually uh that, that was over uh so now I'm 37, so that would have been when I was, what, 31, 32, and, and uh, so I'm going to take a break from this, and I've been taking a rather long break, I never <laughs> end up going back to it. Kind of like a watching a TV show that you meant to finish, but you just never went back to it, and so yep. here I am all these years later. I think about, like, what, what time I would have to do it, and I'm like, well, I can take days off, I can do this, but I, I think you sometimes, again, it's, it's all about complacency, you just are like, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. And then you think about it, uh, you've got your own, now you get your own uh, one-bedroom apartment, and you need to make a certain amount of money to pay for that, and you've got a car payment, you've got this, that, that, and you think about it, and you're like, well, I don't really have a lot of money left over for dating, or I may not, like, 
I've got a very small place. Is there something about me that actually would entice people to actually want to be with me? <laughs> and then also, I have to admit, yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. they have to be and like, and then unfortunately, I have this thing. I, I guess I get a little picky. Sometimes I do. I get interest, but not. Let's just say I get interest from the people I don't necessarily want to be with, and the people I want to be with. That was I my get question. No interest. Like, do you yeah. go out on dates? Yeah. At all? Do you even go? Not, you know, or it's just like mm, I'm not looking yeah. to date you long term, yeah. so no thanks. I get called out <laughs> a lot for trying to get female friends to actually be like hey do you want to be more than friends uh-huh. and that never usually goes very well <laughs> yeah uh, i've been very close with some people um, like i said i spent a lot of time on relationships where i thought that person would eventually well being friends with someone you meet someone at work you hang out together you spend yeah. time together and I'm like hey i've done this before i've done the old sit down look at him like hey i'd really like us to be more than friends i really see us so you're compa- like i see compatibility i see combat compatibility and then I always be like, ah, I like you. You're a good person. I don't know if you're the you one I want to date. So That's the word. Yes. It is the <laughs> so I've heard a lot of people with the friend zone is real. It's just for people who can't you know, close the deal. Well, no, it's it's for people who are, are tend to be nice. Like myself, I think I'm a nice person who yeah, is, nice. is, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And you get with, I said, who tries to, you try to, because you're not comfortable going out and dating, you try to date the people you already know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they're always like, ah, you've been my work friend for five years. I'm not going to, I don't see that happening. And so I'm like, oh, yes, it is the friend zone. It is what I am known for most among my friends. I'm like, Do you know, yeah. interesting thing, you probably don't know this, but when I first started dating you, somebody told me, yeah. they're like, this won't be a long-term thing because he's too nice, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, that's they're just because like, they didn't really he's know He's too me. nice. They're like, he, I he, used to he be belongs nice. in your friend yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> he belongs somebody in your friend zone. Somebody told you that? Zone. You have never told me that. Are you no. serious? <laughs> I am. <laughs> And no, but yeah. I I was I was the exact I was I'm the exact every same way. Now it, yeah. I have gotten a lot more cynical about yeah. life and things, and obviously a lot more unfiltered with my opinion. But no, that was my thing back in the day. I never wanted to uh, offend anyone. I, I wanted to be everyone's friends, and I was incredibly. Um, uh, because of that, a lot of girls did like to hang out with you. Yeah, I, that was my that. that was my high school. Still. I mean, it was yeah. all high school. I didn't yeah. date barely at all in high school. It was. And, and, and when I did, it was weird because it was like my friends. And yeah. so, like, I always kind of tried, but I was very, I, I was lacking a lot of self-confidence. Um, and so it just came across as awkward. And, yeah, it just it never quite worked out. And even college, I would say, not even much better, at least for the first <laughs> year and a half or two. Um, and then kind of Tell finally. Tell your dream girl. Fell and into it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> So, and now life is nothing but uh, riding unicorns across the rainbow. <laughs> with your daughter. Yeah. Which, yes. Yeah, with, with so it actually, it's almost kind of late. What I've done has been, I've been kind of lazy. You're like, hey, there's just, these people I already know. And I'm like, will you date me? No. You? No. You? No. Okay. Well, I'm fine. I, I tried. I'm good. All right. That's the list. What is there? I'm there you go. I'm going to hit 40. I'm going to do Moving on. Yeah. So we only have, you know, we only have a couple minutes left yeah. or whatever. But like, so what, what being in the service industry, uh, you know, what's your ideal date then? Because you're you're out you're on, you know, on stage Mike's gonna all get you the a time. Date. Well, yeah. I'm just I'm just curious then. What's your ideal date look like? Uh, is it Netflix and chill? <laughs> yeah. Then you're not going out. Yeah. Is it so? Uh, when you get to your 30s and you're trying to date, you'll find that the the dating pool is very 
thin. Yeah. You've missed – unfortunately, now you get to the point where you kind of missed your chance. Yeah, all the good I'm ones sorry. like me are locked down. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for other people who may be single <laughs> in their 30s. You'll find out that there is people available. Almost all of them will be – in from prior relationships will have – like I found that almost everyone that's single in their late 30s is usually divorced or probably has kids or something. Comes uh, with some nature. stuff. Yeah, it comes with some stuff. It's okay. So they said it, it – there's you have to be willing to to accept that and, and um because you yeah you didn't meet someone in your 20s and and go from there and start your own family you're gonna have to you actually usually be the second major person in someone's life so um i said when you actually uh, i'll make this point before we wrap up actually when you don't uh actually when you go as long without like having kids or a wife or working the nine to five like me you actually don't grow up a little bit Mm-hmm. So I still consider myself kind of immature and kind of childish in some ways. I think the responsibilities of being a parent, responsibilities of having a relationship, responsibilities of having to be a nine to five every day, they they, they shape you into mm-hmm. a person of responsibility and having to do this and that. And that I will say this: um, when you don't have those boundaries, you tend to go off a little bit. And so I find myself even at the age of thirty-seven, still thinking he's twenty-one. So I said, there is not... You don't know anybody so, like that. Do you? I know somebody yeah. exactly yeah. like that sitting so, at this table. So, yeah. But Wait. don't you think... <laughs> right now, and his, and his name yeah. is not Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you don't... When you haven't had to go to parent-teacher conferences and, and put out a business loan and work through a mortgage and do all the tough adult things that you have to do, you find yourself to get a little spoiled. Spoiled with not having to do the responsibility. And But the thing, again, you need those kind of responsibilities in life to shape you to make you who you are and i said i will go ahead and tell everyone out there that when you don't have those responsibilities like i said you get very complacent and you don't you don't grow up quite a bit mm-hmm. well, so you it's kind of are yeah. set in your own ways yeah exactly you don't have somebody else i am a, i am 37 going on 21 still thinking he can go out stay up till the middle of the night go on drink. yeah yeah this is a, like so I'm still I need to come to, to grips, comes to terms with the fact that I am now in my late 30s, not in my 20s, and I need to actually do something. So again, again, do you want super, to? I this is this is the payoff. This would is the payoff. No, that is. Would you be happy? Married, two kids, mortgage. I think I I would I could see it happening. It just like I almost like I don't need more time. I'm like, how much time do you don't have that much time left? Well, it's gonna be the right. It's gonna be the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you feel the pressure. So I do feel some pressure. I'm like, I should. And you, most people have the the feeling like I need to have a family. I need to go out and and multiply. So you know the Bible. Quote the Bible here. I don't need a lot of Bible (laughs) quotes in here. But like, and when you don't like like. I, I haven't had that urge to do that as much as probably most people do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael thought you were about to have kid number two, and Mike wanted yeah. to have how many kids? I was cool with zero. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, would, I, just, I do look forward to the time of, of being able to see my son or daughter run around the soccer field and look at another parent sitting next to me and go, my kid's so much better than yours. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's every parent's dream. Yeah. That is every parent's dream. To show that your kid Suck is better than oh the kid gosh. of the parent next to you. Um, so, so do you think as you approach 40, do you think that this is something that you're going to work on? Being a little bit outside of your comfort zone to maybe break that cycle. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I am fastly approaching the age. My parents had me late. I'm fast approaching the age where my dad had me. 
and I've actually pinpointed the exact day. It'll be March of 2019. Will be the exact age so my dad had me. That so is, I'm already behind. That is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Have you talked to him about that? Yeah. Age, or what are we? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, how much detail would you go? I know my dad was was 38 and a couple and two months old when he had me. So yeah. I, I I don't know why I figured that out the other day exactly. I'm like, so yeah. I've always felt like I'm coming from a family that has families late. Both my aunt and two of my aunts and uncles both had kids after 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been like, hey, I'm just going along with the family. Yeah, exactly. So it is my goal to actually start changing my own ways, actually start being an adult, having to mm-hmm. find and, and lock down a relationship, to have to to sit, you know, get up early in the morning to walk the dog, to filling out paperwork to get Maybe that that's mortgage where you start that you with want. The dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something even small like that. Um, yeah. And it's getting a point where, like I said, it, being in the service industry has given me all these years of being able to kind of live younger than I really am. Uh, but again, things will catch up with you. And uh, I'm hope I need to actually. Um, this is is this the part where I break down and get emotional now? So, mm-hmm. Not much, not too much important. But this is the point where I need, I'm getting to the point where I need to, to take more action in my own life to, yeah. to change things. Um, I could see myself being completely complacent like this for another 10 years, honestly, but I could see myself actually starting to make changes where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start being an adult mm-hmm. 15 years after I actually should have started becoming an adult. Yeah. So, but well, in the meantime, is- I love what I'm doing. Uh, I would say I'm not unhappy. I always tell people I'm not lonely. I have so many friends. I have mm-hmm. so many things going on. I keep myself busy. I'm never just sitting around loathing. Yeah. Um, and most especially, I, I like what I do. I like uh, knowing people like you through work. Oh. Appreciate that. Yeah. So you you have a great. Find somebody that fits into that. Yeah. You, you are great at what uh, you do uh, in coming into our bar and, and doing trivia night. Mm-hmm. I say you have a voice for radio and <laughs> yep. also a if they face. could put up a screen for yeah. the trivia yeah. where they don't have to see yeah. me there. You also better. have the face for it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yep. Um, this is the point where we'd normally open up the phone lines to yeah. see if we can't find Chris a match, but yeah. uh, we don't have a phone. Send your matches in. Yeah, but we're more than happy. Yeah. If uh, if Bachelor number one sounds like somebody you'd like to be with, go ahead and send in those messages, and we'll make yeah. sure that you get uh, to do brunch. Get connected. Um, yeah, sleep sleep in. Uh, yeah, yeah, Netflix and chill, followed yeah. by sleeping in, so we're good to go. Um, Chris, we're going to help you by also holding you accountable to everything that you're saying as far as growing up. So yeah. that's uh, that's one of, one of these things as far as um, you know wanting to see you out there. I think you're incredibly successful at what, uh, what you do. And um, if anything else, the message for today is, you know, you, you find, finding yourself is way more difficult and it may take a lot longer than you ever think. I mean, we're all still trying to find ourselves, but then being uh, content with uh, with who you are and what you like, and then taking your time to find somebody that that uh, that might match up with you uh, in the same in the same way. So thank you so much for coming and taking your thank, time. Thank you know, for having I me. I know you Appreciate thought you were going to derail everything, but no. Yeah. Just like every other yeah. guest that we've had, this has been a great I, conversation. I think people can walk away yeah. with a little more insight, or at least thinking yeah. to themselves, "Oh, that's a different perspective," or "Oh, I didn't think about." you know this this way you know so i i appreciate it oh and thank you for having me yeah I appreciate it. And well and everybody out there that's listening uh continue to yeah. share soundcloud itunes um share those likes and as i mentioned at the very beginning 
if there's other people that you know that you run into that they have a story to share, which should be all of you out there, let us know. Come on. It, I promise it's not as, uh, as scary as it seems. So until next week, this has been The Unbalancing Act with Mike and Kate, and we'll talk to you later.